Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest, everybody. It's Jackie Cation. You know the websites: JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, Family Pet Ancestry. Dot com, allthingscomedy.com slash tdf.bandcamp.com. In other words, just go to dorkforest.com and you can go to every other website that's ever been. You can also go to jackiecation.com and go to every other website that's ever been. It's exciting times. There's a lot of crossover. The Internet is all connected. Did you guys know that? That's why they call it the Internet. Uh, <laughs> I love doing the Dork Forest. Let me tell you who helps me do it. Patrick Brady fixes this audio. That's right. And uh, Vilmos does my website, JackieCation.com. And Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro song with his wife, Sarah Cohen, and he will sing his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Very exciting. Now, what can you do about the Dork Forest? You can listen to it on iTunes and review it. You can email me about it. Jackie at JackieCation.com. You can support it via a donation button on both Dork Forest and Jackie Cation websites. And I'd love you to do it. If you love the show, feel free to donate. Ten bucks a month for ten months or a hundred bucks or whatever you have. If you don't have any money, that's fine. Just tell people about the show and, and, and pass it on and enjoy it. I hope you like it. You can also order things. You can get a Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt that my nephew Salmon Bimal Benrood designed. Or you can get the Dork Forest design t-shirts uh, at JackieGation.com that uh, Brad Chambers designed. And you can get my CDs which are all critically acclaimed. Actually, Circus People was not critically acclaimed, but it's got some good backstories, so whatever. And then you can get the new DVD, which is also available as a CD. Everything's available on iTunes and Amazon uh, digitally if you want. You can get hard copies at my site, and you can get download the DVD at ComedyFilmNerds.com on their digital download. This will make an excellent Horcrux is the name of my new CD and DVD. And that's good times. You can also come and see me do stand-up comedy. This week, I'm in Los Angeles, and I am, uh, I, I got to do one of these shows at the Hollywood Improv where I get to pick the comics. So it's called Jackie Cation and Friends. It's in the smaller room even, but it's a hell of a lineup. Maria Bamford, Laurie Kilmartin, Karen Kilgariff, and Guy Branham. And myself, I'm going to host and then close the show, and then I guess uh, someone famous is going to stop by, and I'm not supposed to tell you who it is. Yeah. It's a guy, very funny man, and you will enjoy him. But uh, that's Saturday night at 8 p.m. after this April 26, 2016 episode comes out. And so enjoy the show, you guys. Listen up. Go to allthingscomedy.com and get other podcasts to listen to. Or go over to Nerdist and listen to me and Lori Kilmartin on the Jackie and Lori show uh, complain about stand-up comedy. Let's get into it. Hey, and welcome to my uh, my living room, Rangers. Uh, it's Jackie Cation. I'm here, uh, sitting here. With the, one of the funniest, uh, you're a favorite, Mike Lawrence. No, thank you. You are a very funny man. At Mike Lawrence, at the Mike Lawrence on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, comic, obviously a comic. Mike yeah, Lawrence at the comedy. Mike Lawrence. Although if people write like complaints about Batman vs Superman two, just at Mike Lawrence, he's usually nice about it and knows that it's me <laughs> and will refer you properly. But you can just oh, very come nice. directly to me. Very yeah, nice. it's nice. <laughs> my old AOL account uh, was. Uh, Goes to somebody with sort of my name that yeah. my sister set up, and she's always forwarding them to me, going, yeah. "Hey, somebody wanted to get in touch with you," and I'm like, "Well, you're the nicest person." In the I world. know, right? Yeah, yeah. really nice. Yeah. So you were on At Midnight last night, so they yeah. probably they can go back in time and uh, and look up At Midnight and watch you uh, yeah. tell dick jokes and and yeah, funny. yeah. I am now. Uh, my record is two and nine. <laughs> two and you've been yeah. on eleven times. Yeah. And I, I've lost most of them. They, All I have now is jealousy. Because I, I never, it was crazy. I never like, uh, thought that the winning mattered. Yeah. And then they did that tournament of like champions with like the win loss records. And so I'm like, everybody oh, else got an extra I, grand and uh, more stage time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause well, what happened was like, I would always do the, uh, final 
round, I would just write the most specific thing that made me laugh. Right. And it often be longer and ramp more rambly. And I think that usually what they do is they'll read those first. And then the shorter one they read second because it's going to get like punchier. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to get a bigger pop. But I would just like do the wackiest like oh. that. That's where I would put like the most insane references and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. There's a little bit of a, a, a ploy, a strategy. Uh, yeah. Please have me on the show again. And, then, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. So and then you wrote this last season on um, on Inside, Inside Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Yeah. And you have an upcoming series coming on uh, Comedy Central about Snapchat called You're Wrong. Well, it's on Snapchat. Yeah. Is it's, it on Snapchat or is it on yeah. Comedy Central or is it's, it just Comedy Central is producing uh, these? I think they're called like Snapchat Discover series. Feel free to show me how to use Snapchat. I have an iPhone 4. Feel um, free to show me how to use it. I have a series coming out on it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you have an album uh, with the with one of the greatest names ever, Sadamantium. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's probably on iTunes and Amazon yeah. and all that stuff. I, I'm hoping that Black Panther is a real success just so that the follow-up can be called Crybranium. Like <laughs> I really need oh, that. There you go. <laughs> <I> really, <laughs> Mike Lawrence needs that, you guys. Yeah. So does the black community. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> they genuinely. They, <laughs> they, they would really like a, a black superhero that uh, yeah. that was not uh, there to just be a sidekick. Or, yeah, 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 and yeah. he's not going to take any shit because he's the Black Panther. Although the fa- they did the Falcon well. They did do the Falcon well. That guy, that guy's no, that guy's no doormat. That's uh, that's yeah. good work. And the PTSD stuff is really like, oh, that's a clever way to go with it. It is a clever way because uh, there's so much real PTSD in the yeah. world that uh, yeah. let's talk about it in comic book land, which is how it ought to be done. Now, yeah. you are a giant comic book nerd, but yeah. we're going to talk wrestling and we're going to have yeah. you back and talk about comic books. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, there's been several wrestling episodes, mm-hmm. but people can't get enough. <laughs> they cannot get enough about wrestling. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. I know, uh, and, and it's been established that I watched it when I was a kid. My yeah. mother, my grandmother was devastated that uh, Baron von Raschke was. It might have been set up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then that's when that was the last of it. And I lived right by the Crusher. The Crusher lived in my in my. In oh, my nice. Yeah. Was that in Minnesota? Wisconsin, in oh, okay. outside of Milwaukee, in South Milwaukee. All right, great. All right. Yeah. So, what do you? What's happening? Is it Mexican? Is it? It, uh, wrestling? Is it American wrestling? Is it all? Is it Olympic wrestling? Where did it all begin? For me? <laughs> yeah, for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to go through the history of pro. Well, jo- George Hackenschmidt and uh, <laughs> oh, please do. You cannot no. out. Yeah, I know. The show is not too great. No, that, that was what was crazy. Was that they they started to like make them? You know, because. You know, like the the main thing, like wrestling fans, you know, we we hate more than anything is when people tell us it's fake and and a think that we don't know that and b think that that's something that takes away from it. Right, right. You know, that is that is an excellent point. And, and people, yeah. <laughs> and people tell you in the exact same way that pro wrestling's fake. That's how they tell you. That you shouldn't support Bernie Sanders. Like, it's the same exact level of condescension. It's the same level of condescension when they tell me that I'm only supporting Hillary because I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. It's like, thank you. Thank you for bringing yeah. that up, asshat. Yeah. Because it's not. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, but, so yeah, it, it isn't, but the athleticism is real. Well, this is on every thing, level. The thing is that this is my, my debunking of pro wrestling being fake. Um, Yes, it the, the the actual result is predetermined, but the destination to get there often isn't, and oh. that's often improvised yeah. and based on the crowd reactions. And it's like, okay, the wrestlers are real, and yep. they're in a ring in front of people, and that's all real. And the reactions that those people give are certainly authentic, right? And so it's as real as can be. It's just they already know who's going to win and lose. But over time, the reactions, you know, shift and change the upcoming outcomes. Yeah. So, I I mean, the best example of that is uh, there was this guy, Daniel Bryan. Okay. And uh, his real name's Brian Danielson. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) wrestling does that. (laughs) 
uh, mainly WWE, like they want to own everything. So they take people and they change their names almost all the time. Okay. It's very rare. Like CM Punk was one of the rare exceptions where he came in being yeah. CM Punk and got to stay CM Punk. But okay. It rarely happens. But yeah, so Daniel Bryan, he, uh, was this like guy on the independent scene for years, like these small shows in LA, they have PWG. Um, and then he gets scooped up by WWE, like I think maybe 10 or 11 years into his career. And he's known as like the best wrestler there is. Really? Yes. And he's this like kind of scrawny, like Damn vegan God. guy. Oh, really? Like bearded. Yeah. Um, and. Does he look like Judas? <laughs> kind of <laughs> like, like Jesus if he was on the cross for a fourth day. <laughs> And he's an amazing, yeah, he's amazing and likable. And the WWE, like, they bring him in, and I think their plan for him was, like, you know what? Like, you're going to be the guy that wrestles the guys that we want to push to the main event, and you're going to make them look good. Okay. And you're going to lose a lot. But the fans just loved him. Like, he, they, you know, he's infectious. Like... So they do this storyline where he wins the he wins the ma- uh, the main belt. Well, there were two main belts, and I know that makes it confusing. But, That's all right. Uh, <laughs> we'll come back and talk about <laughs> the D- other main belt, D- DC uh, Universe Alternate Realities, and okay. get really, or, or the Scott Summers family tree. <laughs> um, but uh, so he he's wrestling Sheamus, uh, the evil Irish wrestler at, at WrestleMania. Awesome and. They're in the first match, and it's for the belt, and Daniel Bryan is the champion. And the WWE decides, they're like, you know what will make this crowd, like, really pop and get excited and think that anything can happen at this show? If Sheamus beats him in 18 seconds. Oh, wow. And so what happens is the fans revolt, and they start chanting Daniel Bryan during other people's matches. Oh, wow. Because they love that guy. Right. So wait, so I thought he was supposed to lose all the time and then just plug other people. But the the fans liked him so much that they were like, no, no, we, we got to They're, they're like, we'll win. give him the belt for a while. But then they're like, we're going to give him the belt for a while so that, oh, he was a bad guy at the time. And then Seamus was the good guy. And they're like, well, people will love Seamus because he beat this bad guy. But yeah. but fans now especially, you know, they they cheer a lot of the bad guys and they boo a lot of the good guys because it's about like personal preference and okay. who they like based on like skill, ability, likability. Um, so it's it's not just that they're obnoxious and they like Trump, right? Yeah, it's not like that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 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 how they are as a character. Yeah. more than that. Exactly. Okay, so Seamus is is likable. Yeah, but also Seamus is a guy that mainly came in through that company system and was like, you know, good workout buddies with like Triple H. And so he was like pushed <laughs> to the top immediately. Oh, and, cronious. And, and yeah, exactly. And fans see that. Like okay. they, they know like the backstage <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, Daniel Bryan's the guy. Like I saw Daniel Bryan wrestle in front of 500 people, you know. So it's like, no, he's – He's our guy. Right, right. Yeah. And so then what happens is the next night on Monday Night Raw, they're just chanting his name the entire time. Like The Rock comes out to talk and they keep saying Daniel Bryan. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And he had this chant where he went, yes, yes, yes. And they kept doing that. Right. And it was insane. And, and what happened was the WWE purposely was like, we're not having you go out on stage tonight. Yeah. Like, and that's, cause the reality and what you see on TV, like they start to blur sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, gets yeah. very confusing. <laughs> yeah. But they told him, you know, we're not letting you go out on stage. And, um, and then I think after the show was over that, you know, he went out and like he got this massive ovation and oh, it wow. was because he lost in 18 seconds and people knew that that was fucked up. Right, because they know that they know that the outcome is there. So give them a shot. Yeah. Why and eighteen seconds? They hate the company for giving them that outcome. Right, right. Yeah. They they don't like the outcome, but they but if he would have lost and it would have been how long's a how long's a regular match usually last? Like fifteen. Like for that, like those guys. For those big matches. Yeah, like at WrestleMania, sometimes they're shorter, but a lot of times that one would be like fifteen twenty minutes. 
Okay. And what happened, like, at the next pay-per-view, they had a rematch, and it lasted, you know, like, maybe 20, 23 minutes. It was, like, a two out of three falls match, and people loved it. They're like, yeah. no, these guys are good together. They can wrestle. You just denied us that. Right. Fuck right. you. Fuck you <laughs> yeah. for, for not, for, I mean, yeah. that, that would infuriate me, and I don't know anything about it, you know, because you're like, yeah. you're making a decision that, that, cause so, uh, does he have like key moves? Does he have like, oh, yeah. what are his, besides pointing at the sky and going, and, and yes, yes, chanting, yes, 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 yes. Uh, well, he had like a submission move, um, and. Cause uh, he's little, right? Yeah, he's, he's little, so he could choke out big guys and stuff. Right. And then, um, yeah, it's like a, like a arm, arm bar type move that he has. And then, um, he started doing this thing, um, like around like 2013 where, he would knee people in the face, like just run and <laughs> hit them with the double knees, and it's it's amazing. Because he's is he in the air when he's doing this? Yeah, well, he like, just he, yeah, he, like, he runs and, and then yeah, and, and then bumps him like yeah, bumps him in, in the, the face. head. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. And so like so his odyssey because after that like he became the person that the fans wanted, but the WWE kept like trying to push these other guys. So like. Like, flash forward to, like, 2014, and there's the Royal Rumble, which is this 30-man, like, battle royale thing, and whoever... <laughs> there's 30 people in a yeah. ring? Yes. How big they come the in ring? They come in every two minutes. Mm. So there could be up to, like, you know, there's usually, like, like up to, like, dozen? 15 people. Okay. You know? And um, I've seen two of them live. It's just a mosh pit. <laughs> it's funny when you see them live, like, you notice, like, there's certain guys, because... Those matches usually last like 60 minutes and like they'll often do this thing where like the guy who goes in first, you know, like will go to the distance or go really far. Oh, right. And when you see them live, you're just seeing them like just hanging out. Like <laughs> he's like texting. <laughs> like, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> I gotta, I'm exhausted. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Do they still pick people up and throw them around? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they throw them out and stuff. But yeah, so, so Daniel Bryan, he, uh, he wrestles. At the Royal Rumble show, but he's not in the Royal Rumble match in 2014. Okay. And this, uh, Dave Batista, who was Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, wow. He, he was coming back at the time. And, but it was like before the movie came out, it was like January of 14, not, okay. you know, summer. <laughs> right, right. So nobody knew how really yeah. hilarious he was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, yeah. And, uh, he was supposed to be this, like, returning good guy, cause he'd wrestled before for years. Okay. And, um, you know, Daniel Bryan wasn't even in the match, and so when he wins, they're just chanting his name, because the fans wanted to see him, Daniel Bryan, go to WrestleMania that year. Yeah. Because he still hadn't gotten his, like, WrestleMania main event, you know? Is, like, oh, okay, so is there some sort of, like, uh, like a, like a March Madness kind of thing? Is there is there levels and then they go to wrestle? If you win the Royal Rumble, you get to go to WrestleMania? If you, yeah. If you okay. win the Royal Rumble, there's no levels, but it's like, yeah, whoever wins the Royal Rumble gets to be the main event of WrestleMania against whoever's champion at the time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and now who, um, first of all, Dave Batista, is yeah. he related to Batista? From Cuba. No, I don't, okay, I don't fair think enough. so. <laughs> Just curious. Okay. And then the, uh, the, uh, so, um, so Brian Daniels or Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Daniel, uh, Bryan. Daniel Bryan. He, he is no longer has the belt or any belt. Oh yeah. Well that, that after Seamus beat him in 2012. Yeah. Right. So, so now it's 2016. He does not have, he, he is just still wildly popular. Oh, this is 2014. I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he ends up, um, you know, the fans are just like chanting and chanting and chanting. <laughs> They're furious about it because it's gonna, it's supposed to be Dave Batista versus the incumbent champion, Randy Orton. Randy people Orton. don't want to see that. Right. Nobody wants to see that. And they end up, uh, doing the storyline where, because they know it's gonna bomb. Like they know that it's like, if we do this in front of, 80,000 people or whatever. Uh, I was at the Superdome in New Orleans that year. People are just going to shit on this. They're going to hate it. <laughs> and <laughs> but that's what will happen. Like there, there are times, especially like with the rest, because the WrestleMania crowd, you know, is like people from all over the world. These are like the biggest diehards there are. 
Because people, because people try, because it's once a year WrestleMania. Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl. Yeah, and there's all these other shows that happen in whatever area it's in. So like, it was uh two weeks ago from when we're recording this. It was in Dallas, and they have all sorts of like independent shows, all all women shows, and you know, oh, okay. like small independent shows and oh, just side shows. Because yeah, because like, like, they know they can make all this money. Right, right. It's just it's overflow. Like, it's Comic Con for wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, old wrestlers doing stand-up and speaking tours and stuff and autograph right. sessions. Autograph sessions where yeah. you can meet old dudes that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that have retired. If and- you love the catheter bag scene in The Wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, so Daniel Bryan, um, he, uh, he ends up in WrestleMania. What happens is Triple H, who is the on-screen bad guy authority figure in real life, head of talent relations, and married to Stephanie McMahon, the daughter of Vince McMahon. Okay. So see how the reality and the right. on-screen Right, bars. these are all... So Triple H says, you know, because they're doing this whole storyline where Triple H and Stephanie and Vince are like a part of this group called The Authority. Right. You know, and they run everything. And uh, when in real life, they run everything. And they go out on stage and they say that Daniel Bryan doesn't deserve to be champion because he's a B-plus player at best. Oh. Yeah. It's literally like you're a yeah. feature. You're not a headliner. Yeah, yeah like, we're not going to cl- – you can't close. Yeah. Yeah, can't yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't deserve this. And, you know, but the fan, the fan support is so strong that what they end up doing is Triple H is like, okay, if you beat me – then you get to be in the main if you beat me at the opening match of WrestleMania you get to be in the main event again with Randy Orton and Batista it'll be a triple threat okay and you know Daniel Bryan wins he triumphs this 2014 everyone's like super happy yep and so it's a way that they could sort of backpedal because they know that he's going to win. They're like, oh, yeah. clearly. Well, at we that point, to- it's like he has to. But but there, that's the thing. There are moments in wrestling where you think something's going to happen and then it doesn't. And, and sometimes that's great and a surprise. And sometimes it's just the worst storytelling ever. Like there was a story <laughs> in uh, 2003 uh, at the WrestleMania 19 where Triple H was um, – the champion and he was gonna wrestle, uh, Booker T for the belt. And Booker T is an African American guy who was in WCW forever. And okay, he keeps saying stuff like people like you don't deserve to be champion. And like it gets very racial. Wow. Really uncomfortable, right? Right, right. And so you're thinking based on every story you've ever seen in life, right. Booker T will overcome these odds. Yeah, yeah. And put the racist in his place. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Triple, Triple H, H beats him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he, and essentially he got to say all of the horrible things. Yeah. And then, and then was does, right. And then there's no Hayes code to say, Oh, that guy doesn't get to win. That guy doesn't get to win. And cause in, yeah. the, in the Hayes code, there was a rule in the, in the thirties and forties where, yeah. um, the, the bat, if there was a bad guy, yeah. he had to get his comeuppance. Yeah. It was, it was instead of censorship, they had a code oh, wow. that everybody just sort of agreed to. Yeah, yeah. Like there was no premarital sex. Yeah. Uh, and there was no, um, pregnancy without being married and yeah. all this stuff. So, so he, he got to, what the hell? Yeah. That's not cool. No, it's weird. It was very weird. It was just <laughs> deflating. Um, are there, are there a lot of, Black people and um, and Asians. I mean, what what is the what what are the numbers when it comes? Is it mostly a white guy thing or? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think it's getting. You know, it, it all depends. Like, Cause it's not even about like the amount. It's about the portrayals. You know, because like. Oh right, the storytelling behind right. it. And oh, in the end of the Daniel Bryan story, oh, uh, just to quickly finish that. Yeah. So then, like a few weeks later, <laughs> he gets real injured. Uh, he can't come back and his father passes away. Uh, so so he, like, gets he finally for got, real. he finally got everything. He got his moment. We thought like, all right, he's going to be the champion for a long time. And then like everything <laughs> shitty happened in real life, in real life. Yeah. And he had to leave. And, uh, did, and did he... lot, injuries happen all the time. Oh, really? Oh, it's oh. very intense. Yeah. Yeah. So did he ever come back? So he came back and wrestled for a little bit longer. Um, and at the 2015 Royal Rumble, 
the same thing happened where he was this time because in the 2014 one he wasn't even in the rumble but in this one he was and they threw him out early enough and this guy Roman Reigns won and people hate Roman Reigns like the <laughs> the rock who is his cousin like came out and like was like hey huh how great is my cousin and people booed the rock oh my god <laughs> yeah they and, are, are and, they really cousins yeah yeah oh my god the- this is the it's the biggest clusterfuck in the world. I know. Holy, cr- I know. No wonder it's fascinating. Yeah, because you're like it's like a weird family reunion where there's fighting. Yeah, it's like <laughs> and all the, and it's all continuity. And what do nerds love more than continuity? People love continuity. Yeah, Holy it, crap! It, it's yeah. just too much, too much information. And and now comic books, you know, with like the new Fifty Two and Marvel now, like when they keep reshuffling and rebooting. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling is the only thing that often keeps it. I mean, and they're are they, all over are the place. Are they retconning now. anything back in the sixties? Is Bendis getting involved and really yeah. fucking shit up? <laughs> they, they retcon sometimes. <laughs> they they, they like, will. I'm going to create a character that was in the sixties. Oh, Jessica, yeah. what's her face? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, she isn't real, but yeah. you know what? It's a comic book. So, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like Triple H and Undertaker wrestled, you know, and it, they made it seem like the first time, and we're all like, but actually they did it in WrestleMania 17. <laughs> even. Maria does that with uh, with self-help uh, yeah. conventions. She's yeah. constantly saying things. Well, she's like, she'll go to these weekend con- – they're cons. Yeah. It's just a self-help con. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll sit around talking about Dr. So-and-so and his idea about the four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah. of, 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 of relationships. And you're like, stop – Holy crap! This is like going to the long boxes. I don't have any. Yeah. I don't have any sense of what this means. It's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So then, so then Daniel Bryan. Um. So he's back for a few months in 2015. He gets injured again, and then he just a oh, couple months again. ago had to legit retire, like oh. at the age of 34. I think 34. Yeah. So, but it's. I mean, it's a. It's a real sport. So when yeah. you get hurt. Yeah, the concussions are real and Yeah. They're you throwing know. you around. They're they're if he's running at people and hitting people in the face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and all they're this stuff also that, getting hit. And if you're a little guy, like your main thing is like you're gonna get beat up a lot because people are gonna want to see you make your comeback. But yeah. you know, the beating up has to be <laughs> equal it, to and, or greater and, than and, most and how of the time. real is that? How real is the hitting? Is it is it sometimes fake? Yeah. Because it, I remember it's mostly, being fake when I was a kid. I mean, they're protecting each other, you know, it's, it, I mean. It's choreographed, right? Yeah, it's very choreographed and it's very planned, but, you know, one, it's like the amount of times you do it and, and even if you f- safely throw someone on their back. Yeah. They're you, falling on their back a fall, lot. Right. All right, the time. I mean, right. that's the thing, like imagine, <clears throat> imagine being constantly on the road, but instead of doing jokes you're being thrown on your back like, right <laughs> all the time you're constantly hitting yeah. your knee against yeah, yeah. against the mic stand over and over and over yeah. again turns out your knee's gonna get and up. you you know you're on the road like they do like four shows a week in the wwe wow they have to you that's know like, that that's like a baseball schedule but yeah. not sitting around like baseball they have to find gyms in every town they're in to, you know stay in shape they have to you know eat properly because you know they're athletes yeah and so like the stress of all that (laughs) it's i mean those guys like i've met a lot of wrestlers have you yeah and they're often like some of like the coolest people i've ever met um a lot of them are huge comedy fans yeah yeah there's this guy called cabana yeah he hosts a show called art of wrestling uh he was on marin's podcast okay um, yeah, and he's, he's, he's like the coolest. He's just like a big, like, comedy nerd, and, and he does like, like a lot of comedy wrestling. He's super funny and cool. Well, do they write their own storylines when they, when they start out? Like, do they, is it like stand up to some extent where they have to write their own material initially? Some or? guys get more creative control than others. I mean, I think that, like, you know, the problem with the WWE now, like in the, on the independent scene, they definitely have a lot more control. And they have to, and, and they have to write their own. Yeah. And they're right? throwing, yeah. I mean, there's a booker that'll still be like, you're beating this guy. Oh, okay. Or, you know, we'll give guidance. Maybe you should do this with your character. Oh, the Jamie Masada of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> with a little less of drop kick. <laughs> I, you're Armenian. Use that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't want to use it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, but they'll, they'll, they'll basically, um, you know, when they get in the WWE, yeah, they'll often, like I said, they'll repackage them. They get a rename them. And they'll give them, they'll often give them like gimmicks and characters that don't fit who they are. Cause always like at the end of the day, like the most successful wrestlers, it's always like an extension of your, your real self. You sure. Know? It's a caricature. Yeah. Like comedy. You yeah. Know? Like comedy. I mean, you can tell me you're doing a character, yeah, but if yeah. you're a dick, there's part of you that's a dick. Yeah. So, and um, you have to, you know, when you're making fun of your family on stage, you're like, I don't, I don't hate you guys. My character does. <laughs> My character is the one who's mad. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, uh, yeah. yeah, the, but the crease. Okay. So the, the question is what, um, Cause I, 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 every time I have someone who's really into wrestling, they tell yeah. me about the wrestlers and I don't watch it myself, but yeah, I, I it you. makes me, um, it makes me want to meet them because they seem like they're really smart and funny. Oh, yeah. Like just because they, they know that there's a storyline. They know that this is, yeah. this is a game, you yeah. know? And it's like, that's the thing where like the fakeness isn't a slam. It's like, because I would rather they're not like, if if a guy is getting you know dropped on his head and they can do it in a way where he's not like permanently injured, I'd prefer that. Like they're yeah. people, I, I like them. Right, right, yeah. Please <laughs> you know? don't actually hurt them. Yeah, That'd be that great. doesn't that doesn't that doesn't bother me. Yeah, um, yeah, that that aspect of it. Like I get people that like MMA more than wrestling. Oh, because um, it's more real or something? Yeah, or, it's real and, you know. Oh, oh, right, because they MMA is the, and I have had someone on talking about MMA. I yeah. don't know why I'm spacing it, but it's mixed martial arts and yeah. it's a real, it's it's like boxing. Where UFC where a, is the most popular, yeah. Right, and it's, it's you don't know the outcome because these oh, are no. people pummeling each other. And it's real other. athletes. I mean, yeah, you yeah. have Ronda Rousey beat a bunch of people and then she gets kicked in the face. And, you know, by this woman, Holly Holm, and then you're like, well, Holly Holm, now she's going to make a lot of money because she's the champion. And then she gets choked out by a woman that Ronda Rousey's beaten twice. But, right. So it's like, you know, you're not, you're not telling a story that can make the most money possible. <laughs> so now you'll, you will eventually get this rematch between Ronda Rousey, who's been kicked in the face by Holly Holm. Right. And Holly Holm, who's been choked out by a woman that Ronda Rousey beat twice. Like, right. <laughs> no one looks great at all. <laughs> what I like is the, is the fact that you sort of define wrestling as telling a story that makes the most amount of money. Yeah. That yeah. is though. That is, that is the, uh, that's, that's, the, that's point, the point. The drawing, you know, putting asses in seats. Right. And how many people, like, cause if, when you said that you saw, Daniel Bryan yeah. with 500 people. Yeah. That doesn't sound like an open mic. That doesn't sound like a small event. But it, but in the world of wrestling, that's a small event. Well, in the sense that like, you know, as a comedian, like, I mean, very few comics ever do arenas, right? Like, right. It just right. doesn't, there's it like just doesn't five. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> we could name them. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, um, but like if you're, you know, if you're like doing like comedy clubs, like yeah, you know all the you're touring comedy clubs, you're still like considered like a professional comic at the peak of your success. But you know the WWE mostly only does not you know oh, giant rooms. Well, yeah, stadiums for WrestleMania, you know, like the eighty thousand and all that. But yeah. like usually, you know, at least you know seven thousand people. Okay, so big. So, yeah. um, like, um, like sort of the college football stadium yeah. kind of route. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. those are like, and, and so, you know, that's like the big goal. <laughs> yeah. That's the big goal. So if you're seeing somebody in a room, a 500 seater, where is yeah. that? Where did that, you see? I Daniel think it was Bryan? like in the, um, the Hammerstein ballroom. Where is that? What is that? That's in uh, Manhattan. Okay. Yeah. And maybe it's, it's a little more, but like. It's interesting because I I know like you know a lot of other comedians that that uh, love wrestling. Oh yeah, and uh, it was and, a bit of a hostage situation when Mike Schmidt and Andy Peters were in here. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, you're leaving. I'm turning it off. Yeah, and, <laughs> and there's, I mean, it's like, and there's guys like that love it in a way that I never will. Like I I, it's funny, like I can't really watch like a lot of matches myself. Like that's, that's a level of wrestling that like is kind of boring to me. Like 
I love the spectacle of it. I love watching it with other people. I love talking about it endlessly. Okay. I, I love reading about it. I love reading the behind the scenes, the actual product of two people wrestling in a ring and watching that by myself is not my favorite thing in the world. Fair enough. That, cause I mean, that, that, that is fascinating too because those, there are people who want to go and have sweat splashed onto them yeah. and watch the sort of the wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a comic I know who's, you know, like one of the biggest wrestling fans I know. And I saw him at that Daniel Bryan show. This was years ago and he was like so like, Intensely into, and he wasn't even like cheering and clapping. No. He just, he was studiously, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, and you know, like, and he said hi back, but I could tell, like, this is, this is daddy's <laughs> moment. You fucking take this from me. <laughs> it was, well, cause I know that like, like Dana Gould and Blank Patch and yeah. those guys are like sort of the old school wrestling. Like yeah. they, I, they're more my, you know. Yeah, the Rashkis and the, yeah. Yeah, and so they know, they know that history of it coming yeah. up as well. But they also go to La Lucha or whatever Lucha it's called. Lucha Vavum, yeah. <clears throat> I know, yeah, Blaine does stuff for Blaine them. Blaine hosts for them. Yeah, yeah. And Lovity loves it. And, um, but I, I can totally see you sort of the, kind of the long box guy where yeah. you're like, I, I need to know the minutiae yeah. of what's happening. Like, who are your favorite characters? Like, what, what about, like, Triple H and his wife? Oh, he's, and, he's terrible. No. And uh, he, I mean, he's fine, but like, uh, I mean, CM Punk was one of my guys and he legit walked out on the company in 2014. Because he was just sick of the, the booking machinations and all that. And, yeah. all that. and then he did this, po- he did the Art of Wrestling podcast. He, him and Colt Cabana are really good friends and okay. he, Talked all about the work conditions and everything. And oh, I wow. remember. Huge reveal. Oh, it was unbelievable. It came out Thanksgiving morning and I was in Cleveland with my wife's family and, uh, I just pretended, uh, I was sleeping still <laughs> so that I could listen to the whole thing. Cause Wait, so it's, the podcast is called The Art of Wrestling. Yeah. And is it ongoing or was it a short? Oh, it's run? ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're almost at 300 episodes. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. It's great. Yeah. He, like I said, it's like, it's the Marin of wrestling. He interviews wrestlers all the time. Okay. Um, and, and, um, and he'll only do it in person, which I'm, I'm very much for the in-person podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, people are constantly asking me about Skyping and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, I, the timing is off and you can't, there's no way to talk. The talking is better face yeah. to face. It yeah. just is. It's yeah. also a different dynamic when it's a live episode. Yeah. Cause, um, especially with, for me anyway, the dork forest, people don't often get to talk about their dorkdom when there's an audience. Yeah. And, um, so the fact that like here, this is safe space. You're yeah. surrounded by, by weird fairy art and, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, and, and my bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so you know that you're fine. It's going to yeah, be yeah, just yeah. me and you talking. And pleasant merch. <laughs> and, oh, and pleasant merch. Yeah. You got it. You picked a, you went with the ranger shirt. Yeah. You went with the black ranger. Good, good choice. That's a, it's a classic. My nephew designed it. <laughs> it's cause I had four broccolis and it said ranger of the dork forest. And then my <laughs> nephew graduated from art school and said, can I fix that as a Christmas gift? Yeah. Yes, you can. And <laughs> oh, I, I, I did remember. I don't think do we it. finished the, the racism in, um. Oh, that's, no, no, wrestling. we did not get back. And, into and I was like, I do not want to be the guy that just <laughs> shuffles that <laughs> under the, it's like, when am I, I don't know. Why does Mike Lawrence think that it's okay? Yeah. No. Um, no, I'm always, I'm always over, all over the place in podcasts. So I apologize. Um, oh no. And I will weed off. So yeah, good for yeah, you yeah, for yeah, bringing yeah. me back. So the thing with the racism in, in, uh, wrestling. It's like, you know, wrestling started off in all of these different territories. So there was like the Minnesota territory and there was, you know, Southern territories and Texas and New York and all of that. Um, right. And, you know, so like it was very reflective of whatever. It was so regional. Yeah. And, and Vince McMahon, um, the Vince McMahon we have now, he bought the company from his father, uh, Vince Sr., and basically, uh, ended the territories. Oh, and uh, made it national? Yeah, because, uh, Did Vince he write Senior, the Federalist Papers? Of- yeah. <laughs> the WWE, yeah, the, the Federationalist Papers. Yeah. Oh, trust me, I want to write a Hamilton parody about Vince McMahon. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, 
he was, you know, he was raised in a trailer park with his mom, didn't meet his dad till he was 12, had an abusive stepfather. You know, he had made a promise to his dad on his deathbed that he immediately betrayed, like, betrayed. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> the wife. Wait, re- Vince Jr.? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The guy now, and you yeah. know, the Vince McMahon we know. Yeah. All that stuff. It's, it's the fuck, it's the most amazing story. He even, like, when wrestlers come in with the name Jr., he never wants them to have it because he finds no respect in Jr. Oh, he fair hates enough. being a Jr. He doesn't want to be a Jr., so. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, so he buys the company off his father and, uh, the father passes away and he immediately poaches the headliners of all these different territories yeah. and builds this national, you know, WWF. Yeah. And, 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 and so, you know, like, like a lot of the territory stuff, like super racist. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, now that it's national and nope, still, still racist. <laughs> and still racist. Because, it, you know, it's like the, there was a guy named uh, Tony Atlas and he wrestled for Vince Sr. And he's just like a big black, like bodybuilding guy. Right. And, you know, he fell on some, some rough times and uh, hot times if you're a Dusty Rhodes fan. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're out there. I know. <laughs> R.I.P. And. He came back as Saba Simba, and he had like a spear and the headdress and oh, the fuck. leopard print. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. For and Junior like, or f- and like for Junior, for, uh, yeah, in nineteen ninety. In nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you'll talk to Tony Atlas about it. And he's like Saba Simba saved my life. Right, Saba Simba paid the mortgage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Saba Simba uh, turns out and oh fuck. And it, and it's crazy because you know wrestling can be very backwards at times, like. And, and, and myopic because it's like, it, it's like comedy in the sense that if you go the sophisticated route, it, it will work. It might take a little more time, but it will work. But if you go the easy route, you know that it will kill with a certain, you know, right. You'll, group you'll, of people. you'll headline yeah. a lot faster. You'll make enough money, but you'll never be on TV. You'll never be on TV. <laughs> right. Yeah, you'll yeah. work the road and you'll yeah. be mad yeah, yeah. that somebody else had a cr- different career than you did. Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. Uh, wow. Okay. Wow. And, and so, you know, like, like there was a group called the Mexicals in <laughs> 2005 or 2006. First of all, that's a great name. Mexicals. Oh, oh it's amazing. And they, um, you know, we're like these like Mexican guys and they're like, you know, we want to be like cool fucking, you know, like t-shirt and jeans, like badass, like Mexican dudes. And yeah. Vince was like, you know, all he lives like in, you know, like Greenwich, Connecticut. He's like, you know, like all the Mexicans I see are always on lawnmowers. So you should come out on um, lawnmowers. Oh my God. And they say like Juan Deere. Like, <laughs> oh my God. And it's just like, I mean, so Vince Jr. is a hack. Yeah, in many ways. In many ways. But he, it's also like some, like sometimes like the wrestlers themselves like will, will pitch these ideas. Like there were these two black guys called Crime Time. Okay. And the whole thing was that they were stealing and stuff, but it was their idea. Right. You know, and it. Well, and when you first start doing stand up, yeah. you come up with the shit. I mean, yeah. I had the dumbest. You just want to get a hit. Dick jokes. I just wanted a, a response out of the audience. Oh, I did breast cancer jokes in a lesbian bar three weeks in because I just wanted to get a reaction. Oh, I had a barefoot and erect joke about uh-huh. uh, it was just the dumbest with a <laughs> knee pads and a frisbee. There's no, there was no reason. No. And but the only reason is because you don't know how to write initially, and no. and so you come in and you're like. Well, people think black people are full of crime, so we're going to be crime time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's and that's just early writing. That's all that is. So the job of a guy like Vince Jr. should be yeah to bring the tone up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that guy's been in it for thirty years, right? Yeah. Like there was this there was this wrestler Muhammad Hassan as this character. I think was played by like an Italian guy in real life. <laughs> Fuck. But he came out with a guy named Davari who would like speak. Um, in Arabic or Farsi. I, if I get it wrong, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was like his manager. And the whole, the whole character of Muhammad Hassan was that he was a Muslim American who, you know, was a proud American. But since the events of 9-11, people have been, you know, really mean to Muslims. Yeah. You know, and that's a very valid, that's a cool, that's the, fascinating, I mean, accurate point. 
And, you know, and this was like maybe 04, 05. Okay. When he did this character. Oh my God, where you had, if you didn't support the troops, you didn't yeah. support oh, yeah. the troops. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, they, it's at first like this subtle bad guy where the whole thing is. No, what he's saying is right, but the way that he's expressing it and the arrogant tone is what's annoying. <laughs> but then they just like, he yeah, gets cartoonier and oh. cartoonier and then, what happens is, and this is what, you know, he got the character like axed was, um, he was in a, in a feud with the undertaker and <laughs> like course. four or five, like guys come out with like piano wire and start like, you know, with like the, you know, oh, like Abu Ghraib. Yeah. And start like choking Get out. Mowing. Yeah, exactly. And oh, fuck. So this airs the day of the London bombings. Oh my God! Gone, gone, and, <laughs> and done. And he's just you know an actor in real life. Right, know, he's, he's just, just a, portraying this character. Right, he didn't, was, yeah, they were like he was yeah. trying to do a thing, and then yeah. it just got. Sometimes that stuff gets taken away from you, or you come up with a bad idea in the middle of. Remember yeah. when we invaded Afghanistan? Yeah, and Iraq. Play Sony PlayStation. Tried to trademark the term "shock and awe" because yeah. they were going to make a video game called "Shock and Awe." Yeah, and they. There was this huge backlash, and Andy worked at Sony at the time, yeah, yeah. PlayStation, yeah. and they also canceled one of the greatest ideas ever, which was a versus game uh, where you would fight each other, but you could be uh, dictators. <laughs> and it was you could be you could be Osama bin Laden, yeah. you could be Hitler, you could be Stalin, you, yeah. could, be, you could be Batista. You yeah. could be right, and they they axed that, and they also took away. There was a new racing game, and it was one of the. Um, they were going to name it Axel of Evil, yeah, and uh, and because it was going to be a racing game, but it yeah. was going to somehow be political. And they were like, "No, we're not doing." So they could put the kibosh on all of this kind of really cool, yeah, what could have been great. That's too bad because it should be like comic books and yeah. stand up comedy where you can talk about anything, yeah. Is, do you find that true as well still? Like in are people, yeah, are, in wrestling, are people still trying to kind of make it interesting and make it? I think in some ways, yeah. I mean, it is the most micromanaged and overproduced it's ever been. Okay. Um, so and, that's hard to get stuff yeah, in. Yeah. I mean, but there's like, there's examples, like there's this group called the New Day and <laughs> there are these, uh, the, there's these three black guys and they're super fun and likable. They, they, they first came out like, it was like the, like they had like these. Are they men- a tag team? Yeah, they are. Okay, they're the champions now. Okay, when they came out to like gospel and stuff, and it was like a churchy thing, and you a know, gospel boy band. Not a gospel boy band, okay. but just like we are the new day, and <laughs> and it was like fun, but you know, the audience kind of like you know booed it, uh, and they're supposed to be good guys, and then like. They started having, like, started doing weird, crazy, fun stuff. Yeah. And, like, like the one guy, Xavier Woods, has, like, a trombone named <laughs> Francesca. And now they, like, talk about unicorns and. <laughs> Though they've just gone off the deep they, end. Yeah. And it's amazing. They talk about, like, cereal called Bootios. And, <laughs> and even at WrestleMania this year, they came out of a giant box of Bootios. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's, and it's so fun. And it's like, you could tell these guys are coming up with the stuff themselves. Like, they're in real life nerds. Like, they wore Super Saiyan, like, Dragon Ball Z oh, outfits. Right. Awesome. When they came out of the bootios. Oh that's, that's awesome. Yeah, the guy, the guy, uh, Xavier Woods has like a web show called Up, Up, Down, Down, where he plays video games with the other wrestlers that oh. he works with <laughs> and shit. And it's like, you could tell it's like, oh, this is naturally who they are. It's, there's no racism behind it. It's it's them being them. Yeah, they're just to do. they're just people. Yeah, and, uh, and they're just and, and they're screwing around. Yeah, because it should be fun. But the, it's, but this is what the problem with wrestling is, though. It's like it's like okay, so these guys are great, and um, and they're on TV like some of the time. But then, like when something gets popular in yeah. wrestling, they just do it to death, <laughs> and oh, then right. they bring out the new day more and more. And there was like a segment where they were out for like 20 minutes and it's like, you're not now. No, it's too much now. It's too much. Right, right. You got to seven Small to doses. ten guys. Seven yeah. to ten. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 
that's hilarious. And, but I could, I could see, it sounds like the Vince and, and allow me to just ruin my career in wrestling and I'll be the one to say it. It sounds like Vince Sr. is a simple person of, a simple man of the people. You mean Vince Jr.? Vince Jr. Yeah. Vince, where he's just like, we're going to make some money. We're going to do some things this and it doesn't. The, the thing about Vince McMahon and the most fascinating thing. And, and, and I mean, because like, like I said, I am obsessed with him. Like I could have just well, tell, done this show. Can you show please about tell him. me the betrayal on the deathbed promise? What the hell was that? It just that, like you know, he was. I I don't I don't know all of the family shit. Obviously, like mm-hmm. what was really going on there, but just that, like you know, Vince Senior never truly like embraced or accepted Vince Junior. You know, he brought him. Like I said, he didn't meet him until he was twelve. He brought him into the company to be like a play by play guy. And, and stuff, but you know, like Vince Jr. has always wanted to be a wrestler. Like, and when he, you know, wrestled against Stone Cold in the height of like the nineties and everything, like that was like, you could tell like he was in heaven, like just happy. But he also has always wanted to get out of wrestling. Like it's the most, I mean, <laughs> wow. He has had like a Sisyphusian, Sisyph- is that it? Sisyphusian? Where existence? you roll the bowl? Yeah. The boulder? Yeah. But like, of all these other projects, like movies, you know, you had like No Holds Barred with Hogan in the late 80s, and that was a flop. He tried to do, you know, and now with WWE films, and most of those are terrible. Right. Um, he tried doing um, a bodybuilding federation, and that flopped. He, uh, you know, his wife Linda ran for Senate twice in Connecticut. Wow. As, as a Republican. Um, and, uh, they lost $50 million each time. <laughs> and, uh, they, they did the XFL, oh, which was. Oh, that was them as well? Yeah. That's okay. Vince McMahon. That was a football league mm-hmm. that was trying to compete with the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. so he has done all of this stuff to, he hates the idea. That he's the wrestling guy. It's but, like infuriating to him. That he has nothing but that. Where he's yeah. just like. And I think that happens a lot with, with these guys. Like, you know, like, like Stan Lee always says that, you know, the reason, you know, his real name is Stan Lieber. Okay. And the reason he's like, I went with Stan Lee because I figured one day I would be a serious author and be able to use my real name. And I oh. think some of that's true. <laughs> some of it I also think is, oh, yeah. it's the 40s and they didn't want you to sound that chewy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it is that, you know, like Stan Lee, like with the movies and everything, like he wants to be more than you know, right. these people that we obsess over and love. Like they're, they're on happy. islands that they wish they could have left years yeah. ago and it just never worked out. It's so true though because it's, it's never, you know – in in comedy and and in life, you spend most of your time trying to be grateful and happy for what you have, yeah, and not trying to think, well, if only I had written a novel, yeah, and because uh, I have always wanted to have written a novel, I don't want to write a novel, yeah, I want to have written a novel, <laughs> and so <laughs> if I wrote a novel, it would probably be shitty, yeah, and and then then I'd be like, oh well, I guess I'm not a novelist, yeah, and uh, <laughs> but it doesn't, but there's so there, it's so hard to be happy with what you have, and he is. Weird. There was the guy. <clears throat> Did you ever read Havana Nocturne? No. It's uh. It was about um, the mob trying to take over Cuba. Uh, yeah. When Batista uh, and then Fidel Castro ruined their. Uh, the, who was the guy who founded Vegas? I'm spacing his name. I yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, somebody's yelling. Bugsy. It, it was it was Bugsy, but there was also yeah. the guy with him. Yeah. And that guy always wanted. He was always mad that he wasn't Rockefeller. He was like, oh, yeah. you know, Rockefeller and Carnegie were such dicks. Oh, yeah. They cleaned up their world, and they did it by starting libraries. They did yeah. it by not founding Vegas, right? So he founded Vegas and thought that that would sort of legitimize him. Oh, yeah. When this guy, Vince, seems to be starting the XFL yeah. and starting – no, start an orphanage, weirdo. Yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to be in something else. Do something genuinely different. Don't just go, well, it's going to be more hitting, but yeah. everybody's going to really be hitting each other. Well, it's not but, only that, but it's like the NFL has all of the top tier players and those people aren't leaving those contracts. Right, right. So you're getting these, you well, know, second stringers and shit. There's an episode of the Dork Forest that's entirely about the history of professional 
uh, football. Yeah. And it's, there's, there were a bunch of, a bunch of different times that they tried to, and the NFL sort of just fell into the sweet spot. Like yeah. they, they came up against something else yeah. initially as well. And they happened to be the one now that the XFL had to go up against yeah. in a Canadian business. Yeah, anyway. they could deny con- concussions better than anyone. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, but- it, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. So it's like, that's why he's like this fascinating character. Then he, you know, he has these two children, Shane and Stephanie, that okay. both were born into the company. And, um, do they want to be wrestlers? I don't know. I mean, who knows? Like, how old are they? Are they in their twenties or? They're in their like thirties to forties now. Shane's like forty six. Stephanie is either in her early forties or late Mm thirties. And he gave. It's like King Lear. Like he gave Stephanie (laughs) like the head writing position and all of that. Shane over time like left the company to go go find himself and be his own man. Right. And he was there for years. And like, and he just in, in the storyline, he just came back for this year's WrestleMania after being gone for, um, seven years. Okay. And, you know, it was like talking about how he was mad that Vince chose Stephanie over him okay. and that he was always more qualified. Like he's saying that in the ring during the show, but you're like, though, that's coming from a real place. <laughs> and, and it's wow. And it's amazing. Cause that's the thing. Like, with wrestling, like you don't know when you're being worked, you know, like when you're being lied to or yeah. being deceived. Yeah. But the thing is, like, it's also fun to suspend that disbelief. <laughs> yeah, you don't mind it. Like, like you know, they are the ultimate carnies. Yeah. Like it came out of carny culture to begin with, pro wrestling, and so it's it's fun. It's like I can I don't feel foolish like. Being deceited, like by right. these people that I respect and well, because you know, find it, cool. Well, it's got to be fascinating because it's a it's a freaking Russian nesting doll of what's real, what isn't real, yeah, yeah. and and that's that's got to be more fascinating to you than anything else, or it yeah. seems like it is, right? It is. Oh, it's, it's the, the most personality. I mean, that's the thing. Like I said, I I will read about wrestling. I'd rather read about wrestling than watch. What it. are where do you read about wrestling? I read about it online. Um, there's What's a, a good? I, I read Scott's blog of doom every day. It's this guy, <laughs> Scott Keith. And he's just like, I mean, there's lots of like wrestling reviewers and wrestling critics okay. and stuff. And he's always been my favorite. Um, right. And, and, um, and probably once you start reading one, there's links to other ones. Yeah. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, you listen- do the art of wrestling. I listen to that. I listen to Place to Be Nation, and they review like old pay per views and stuff. Oh wow! I, I listen to um, Jim Ross's podcast sometimes. Jericho's, uh, Stone Cold. Like I, I, I am, I am both hot and Stone Cold on Stone Cold. He has the most <laughs> popular podcast, but he did beat his wife, and um, sure, and he does out. not seem like a good person. I mean, Almost a lot of them steroids. Yeah, a lot of them are good people. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's the crazy thing about wrestling is that, like, the real life stuff, like, the more you read about it and the more you get into that side, the harder it is to be a fan sometimes. Like, I will go periods where I just won't even, like, watch it or read it for a while because it just gets too depressing. Like, sure. Like, there are moments in wrestling, like, I mean, you know, Owen Hart falling to his death. During a, a match and, you know, well, during a show in 1999. What? Yeah. So he, he's coming in from, um, you know, like these, like, like a chord. Like he's this super. Oh, like an aerial kind yeah, of arrival? Yeah. He's playing this character called the Blue Blazer and the mechanism snaps and he falls like right on the turnbuckle. The announcers during the show, uh, like later on, like say that, you know, he passed away. They're like, this is not a part of the storyline. Oh, Jesus. And then they, cause can... they kept, they kept doing the, yeah, yeah, the they... show must go on. Yeah. Cause they're carnies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where you're just like, oh man, it's tough to be a wrestling fan. You know, they don't get health insurance. Like those are the times where, because there's no union. There's, yeah, no, there's union. no union. Yeah. What's his name? Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Yeah. Okay. So he. Well, let's let's have a small moment for that oh, fucking yeah. guy. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because like 
you know, they have like the WWE Hall of Fame now and he's not in it. And that's because of the wishes of his wife. She's like, I don't, you know. I don't want any part of this thing anymore. Yeah, you fucking killed my husband. <laughs> right. And, you know, and it's like, but fair he, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. He um, might have wanted it, but whatever. Yeah, and it's, you know, the, the craziest thing is they, they have like the WWE Network now. and uh, Oh, it's its own channel? It's uh, it's like uh, like a Roku, you know, Apple okay. TV, like streaming service. <clears throat> okay. And you know, you can watch all the old pay per views, and the pay per view that that was on was called Over the Edge '99, where Roland Hart passes away. And I don't know if it's true now, but it was when it started, and I'd hope that they t- took it off. They had the pay per view; they they put it up still, but they edited it out. All references to him. Well, you you never see him. The pay per view audience never sees him die on screen. Okay, he's just up there, and then he, you know, and then and then they cut away. Yeah. Okay. But but his his blood is in the ring. Oh Jesus! And and even even like you know, sadder is that all of the wrestlers still have to work. Everybody has to work, and their friend died. You know, and right. that that was a guy that had been there since like 1989 like right and was one of the the most beloved they did a tribute episode the next night you know and um and what's crazy it's like there's like a promo you know where like you know the guy's like i'm gonna kick your ass like and it's like one of owen's best friend he's just like crying but still trying to be angry i think I think the final match that night was an ambulance match or something like that. It was like some What's kind of an ambulance of, match where you had to put the other person in an ambulance. Oh, okay. yeah. oh, the implication is that they are hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when someone has, yeah. has passed away, but it's the craziest. Holy. Like that's where you're like, Ugh. I mean, do you do you know the the Chris Benoit story? No. So Chris Benoit was a, another wrestler, and he, a short guy, like kind of like. People see Daniel Bryan as like a successor in many ways. Okay, because he's another kind yeah, of short little guy, guy yeah. but like you know the toughest. You know, worked in the independents for years, mm-hmm. and um, you know they both had one of the same finishing moves, which is a diving headbutt where you you know you jump from the top rope and you hit the person with your head. All right, and a lot of times with top rope moves. The other guy always moves out of the way, so you're literally just smacking the mat with your head from, like, you know, yeah. a heightened distance. Yikes. And, <laughs> you know, Chris Benoit um, murdered his family. Uh, he had what? a six-year-old, you know, mentally handicapped son. Yeah. And, 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 and a wife who used to be in wrestling as a valet named woman. Her literal name was Woman. <laughs> what was a valet? Like I said, it's tough to be a wrestling fan sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sometimes. What's woman. a valet? Valet. Well, there's like I mean, managers. A- there's managers who come out, you know, and support the wrestler. And there's female managers too. But then there's like, you know, valets, which I guess is, is it like, a, like a booth babe or something. I or? guess that is a female manager. Okay. Just, you know. But they just call them valets. They come, they come of out managers? to the ring. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And he murdered them. Yeah. Because he lost his mind and, yeah, they and then did. was he put away? No, he killed himself. So it was oh a murder-suicide, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, At yeah, one hour, this they, is how we like to leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this, both sides of wrestling. Both sides know. of wrestling. 80, he was, uh, he had the brain of an 81-year-old man with Alzheimer's when they oh, did when the they autopsy. autopsy. And... So a lot of things changed after that because well, what Jesus what was crazy was that so that happened like um there was a pay per view that Sunday that he was supposed to wrestle at and he wasn't there and then they found out that he died like that Monday and you know Monday Night Raw is the big it's the weekly yeah the fight, weekly right? show and the week before. On Monday Night Raw, it had ended with Vince McMahon getting into his limo, closing the door, and the limo exploding. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, so a lot of the wrestlers the next week they were gonna do a funeral for Mr. McMahon, the on-screen right. Vince McMahon yeah. character, and you know they get word that that Chris Benoit died. They don't know why. They don't right. know what happened. So they do a three-hour tribute. <gasps> with all these video packages and stuff. And then after the tribute airs, they find out what happened. 
And, you know, they did a retraction the next day. They're like, he will never be mentioned on WWE programming again. Um, and, you know, now you can... How is, how weird that you hear somebody dies and you don't call somebody I to mean, find out I mean, they just hadn't found died. out yet. I mean, it's, you know... Are you, I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to be an easy call, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. why you, that's why you've hired people. Yeah, but they you, probably take, you know, time to make the decision and, you know, right? the detectives have to come in and oh my God. they just see three people dead and they're like, all right, clearly this was a, I mean, right, who, right. I don't, right, right. You don't yeah, know the details. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just know that like they did this, the, the tribute episode and then they fucking, <laughs> you know, they have to they retract. retract and, and on the network, you can still see his matches, but you know, I don't think they're listed and stuff. Like it's a really fascinating thing because like this was a huge and still is a huge thing. There's so many message boards and so many discussions like that people are still talking can about. Can you still watch Chris Benoit matches? Oh, interesting. You know, because because a lot of it is um even though it's like all right, this is the character, but this was the person you are seeing the damage being caused to him that, you know, that turned him into an 81 year old Alzheimer's brain. Yeah. Crazy yeah. mother roided out motherfucker. And yeah. it's, and it's a complicated, you know, sad thing. And, you know, but, but the good that came out of that was that, um, you know, wrestling's a lot safer now. I mean, in right. many ways, well, not like, I mean, guys still get injured all the time. Um, I think that's because of the schedule. They, there's never an off season. And I right. think that the humane thing would be to give these guys a rest, but, um, there's no more unprotected chair shot shots to okay. the head. Cause you know, Benoit took a ton of those. There's, you know, there's barely any blood ever okay. you know, because they used to, you know, like slice their foreheads and okay. shit. Like if you saw the wrestler. Right. Um, and so it is like, it, you know, it was TV 14 for years. It's TV PG now. And it, it, it's tough as a fan because it's like, I know that like there are certain storylines now that I'm like, Oh man, if only like he could hit him in the head with this, like right. then there's just way less like head moves, like way less dumping people on heads, way less pile drivers. Yeah. And, um, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, I do like these people. Right. <laughs> and they are human beings. Right. So let's, for my entertainment, we don't actually need to kill them. Yeah. So like, there you go. Well, like at WrestleMania, like Shane jumped off like this giant cage when he was fighting the Undertaker and he fell onto like a, a table and you can see that the table was kind of gimmicked to like help cushion him. Yeah. And you know, there's some people like, there clearly was. I'm like, you know what? Like, Good. Yeah, it's also yeah. <laughs> like, well, his entrance that night was he came out with his children. <laughs> yeah, so, so he clearly has children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we cut him that? Yeah. Mike Lawrence, this has been fascinating. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you guys, it's at the Mike Lawrence on yeah. Twitter, MikeLawrenceComedy.com. Uh, Sadamantium is, uh, is his current yeah. album on iTunes yeah. and, and I, and all that. I'm glad I was able to tell you why I love something and also why it feels complicated <laughs> and difficult to love it many times. Right. And you should try to, if you want to watch Snapchat, his Snapchat show, it's called You're Wrong. Yeah. Produced by Comedy Central. And, uh, of course, Inside Amy Schumer and At Midnight are two things you were to part in that are super fun. Thank you. Uh, good works. Good works are being done, Mike Lawrence. Thank right, you thank so you. much. Uh, you know the rules out there, folks. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?